O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, January 7th. The Word of God is what protects us against deception and delusion. In the world we now live in, finding truth is something you have to seek after with all of your heart, because there are so many lies being pushed and promoted through the mainstream media. We must love truth and seek after truth. Truth is a person, and that person is Yeshua. We are warned about a strong, deluding spirit that will be present in the end days as it is written in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Beloved, I believe we are rapidly approaching the end days, so guard your mind and your heart by staying in the Word and staying close to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Bret Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Bo, and it means go. Exodus 12, 29-51 And that night... At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn sons in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sat on his throne, to the firstborn son of the prisoner in the dungeon. Even the firstborn of their livestock were killed. Pharaoh and all his officials and all the people of Egypt woke up during the night, and loud wailing was heard throughout the land of Egypt. There was not a single house where someone had not died. Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron during the night. Get out, he ordered. Leave my people, and take the rest of the Israelites with you. Go and worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds, as you said, and be gone. Go, but bless me as you leave. All the Egyptians urged the people of Israel to get out of the land as quickly as possible, for they thought, We will all die. The Israelites took their bread dough before yeast was added. 
They wrapped their kneading boards in their cloaks and carried them on their shoulders. And the people of Israel did as Moses had instructed. They asked the Egyptians for clothing and articles of silver and gold. The Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites, and they gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. That night the people of Israel left Ramesses and started for Sukkot. There were about 600,000 men plus all the women and children. A rabble of non-Israelites went with them, along with great flocks and herds of livestock. For bread, they baked flat cakes from the dough without yeast that they had brought from Egypt. It was made without yeast because the people were driven out of Egypt in such a hurry that they had no time to prepare the bread or other food. The people of Israel had lived in Egypt for 430 years. In fact, it was on the last day of the 430th year that all the Lord's forces left the land. On this night, the Lord kept His promise to bring His people out of the land of Egypt. So this night belongs to Him, and it must be commemorated every year by all the Israelites from generation to generation. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, These are the instructions for the festival of Passover. No outsiders are allowed to eat the Passover meal, but any slave who has been purchased may eat it if he has been circumcised. Temporary residents and hired servants may not eat it. Each Passover lamb must be eaten in one house. Do not carry any of its meat outside and do not break any of its bones. The whole community of Israel must celebrate this Passover festival. If there are foreigners living among you who want to celebrate the Lord's Passover, let all their males be circumcised. Only then may they celebrate the Passover with you like any native-born Israelite. But no uncircumcised male may ever eat the Passover meal. This instruction applies to everyone, whether a native-born Israelite or a foreigner living among you. So all the people of Israel followed all the Lord's commands to Moses and Aaron. On that very day the Lord brought the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt like an army. Matthew 6, 1-24 Watch out! Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need... Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. 
They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need, and forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast... Don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your Father, who knows what you do in private. And your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Psalm 7 1-17 I come to you for protection, O Lord my God. Save me from my persecutors. Rescue me. If you don't, they will maul me like a lion, tearing me to pieces with no one to rescue me. O Lord my God, if I have done wrong or am guilty of injustice, if I have betrayed a friend or plundered my enemy without cause, then let my enemies capture me. Let them trample me into the ground and drag my honor in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in anger. Stand up against the fury of my enemies. Wake up, my God, and bring justice. Gather the nations before you. Rule over them from on high. The Lord judges the nations. Declare me righteous, O Lord, for I am innocent, O Most High. End the evil of those who are wicked, and defend the righteous, for you look deep within the mind and heart, O righteous God. God is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. God is an honest judge. He is angry with the wicked every day. If a person does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. He will bend and string his bow. He will prepare his deadly weapons and shoot his flaming arrows. The wicked conceive evil. They are pregnant 
with trouble and give birth to lies. They dig a deep pit to trap others and then fall into it themselves. The trouble they make for others backfires on them. The violence they plan falls on their own heads. I will thank the Lord because he is just. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. I want to speak to you today from Psalm 7. And this psalm is a psalm that David wrote when he sang to the Lord concerning Cush of the tribe of Benjamin. And basically, he opens the psalm with saying, I come to you for protection, O Lord my God. Save me from my persecutors. Rescue me. Now, yesterday we talked a little bit about persecution and how to handle persecution biblically. And our whole world has been immersed, soaked, and colored by this whole global pandemic business. And some countries and some cities are much worse off than other countries or other cities. So, for example, in in Chicago and in New York City and in Washington, D.C., basically, you have to be vaccinated if you want to be able to go do anything in the public arena. You have to show your vaccine passport, show proof that you've been vaccinated, and then you can sit down and have coffee or sit down at a restaurant or do anything in the public. And, you know, in other places, it's not so bad. It's still, there's still some freedom. In in other places, like in Texas and South Dakota, Idaho, Florida, but rapidly, cities that are blue cities and blue states are really going down a slippery slope of tyranny. And in other nations, it's much, much worse. When we hear about what's going on in Australia, in Austria, in New Zealand, Uh, In Germany, it's really quite frightening, the descent of the level of tyranny that is happening. So I don't know what your particular situation is, but um, many people right now are suffering. They're suffering because of this whole uh, deep state agenda, this great reset, and they're using the COVID COVID virus and the vaccine as a handle to do, to apply medical tyranny. And so a lot of people have lost jobs, have been fired, have lost income, and, you know, family members have shunned them. And so how do we handle this? Well, it's tempting humanly to get angry, to resent and to be bitter with those who've harmed us, who've set us back. But the Lord would have us to forgive. He would have us to forgive. In fact, that was also in our reading today from Matthew chapter 6, 
chapter 6, verse 14, where it is written, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. So this is not a suggestion. It is a command. And as we forgive others in the horizontal of relationships, then we will be forgiven vertically in our vertical relationship with God the Father above. So this is something we need to walk in. We need to walk in extreme grace and extraordinary forgiveness and extravagant love. Now, what's motivating a lot of these people who, you know, are all pro-vaccine, go get the jab, and, and then they harass you or persecute you if you don't? Could be a family member or could be somebody at work. Um, a lot of people are leaving work environments uh, because they're, they're becoming very hostile between those who are vaxxed, vaccinated and those who are not. And again, I even hate to use the word vaccinated because this is not a vaccine. It is a bioweapon. It is uh, an experimental use gene therapy bioweapon. So when you experience some persecutions, perhaps in a workplace, what do you do? We're to forgive and we're to walk in love and understand that those people who've been jabbed, they're being uh, manipulated and they're being motivated by fear. And so they're afraid to die. They're afraid to get sick and, and they've been drinking the CNN Kool-Aid. So fear is what's motivating. And so what can we do about that? Well, the word says, perfect love casts out fear. So not only do we need to set aside any anger, resentment, or unforgiveness and bring that to the cross and repent of it and get our heart clean and clear, but after we deal with those things, we need to love unconditionally these folks who are filled with so much fear because love casts out fear. And when we respond in a loving way to the people who are operating in fear, that can help them to be set free. So we're to walk in forgiveness and in love. So let's take a look further now at Psalm chapter 7, and let's look at verses 7 through 9. Gather the nations before you, rule over them from on high. The Lord judges the nations. Declare me righteous, O Lord, for I am innocent, O Most High. End the evil of those who are wicked, and defend the righteous, for you look deep within the mind and heart, O righteous God. And in the prior verse, verse 6, wake up, my God, and bring justice. So the psalmist is crying out for God to bring justice. Now this is actually, this psalm would be a good psalm to actually pray. So praying the word of God, praying the scripture is very powerful because when you pray the word of God, your prayer arrow hits the target bullseye. Because you are absolutely praying the will of God when you pray the scriptures and the word over a person, over a situation, over whatever it is that you're praying about. When you pray the word, you hit the mark bullseye. 
So this is a good psalm to actually pray. Verse 10, God is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. God is an honest judge, and he is angry with the wicked every day. So there's hope and encouragement there, because there's a lot of corruption in the court system. And we don't see justice rolling down from the steps of the courthouses. A lot of these judges, they've been compromised. They've been blackmailed. They've been bought off. Um, and, you know, very extremely liberal prosecutors have been put in place. And it's catch and release for many criminals. The murder rate has gone sky high. But God is a righteous judge and an honest judge. And we can appeal to the courtroom of heaven if we have a matter, a situation where extreme injustice has occurred. And we could bring it to the courtroom of heaven and bring the situation to the Lord and put it in his hands. And remember, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So, with all the different situations that are going on, political prisoners that have been locked up in Washington, D.C., in prisons without any due process from the January 6th event, um, and they've been basically locked up and forgotten about, and no due process, no court date, and terrible treatment. This is the state, the status of this once great nation that has deteriorated and devolved into like a third world banana republic. May we walk in God's spirit, in his grace, in his forgiveness, in his extravagant love, and trust him. He sees all that's going on, and he will act. And there is a day coming when Yeshua is going to return and set things right. So our hope is in the Lord. The last thing I'd like to share with you is, I know it's very tempting to get online and to go look at all the alternative news sites and listen to some of the people you listen to on Rumble, people like Stu Peters and, um, you know, other other alternative conservative news sources. Uh, but it's really important to find balance. We can't look at the mainstream media for news anymore. It's totally polluted. There's no truth there at all. It's all just programming, propaganda. But I encourage you to just take time away from that. Take a break from it. Take a mental vacation from it. And just press in close to Yeshua and have some worship time with him. Just put on some worship music and spend time with him and draw near to him. Lay your head on his shoulder. Allow him to just uh, hug you and love on you and um, just spend time with Yeshua. Take a break from the news because it really can get to be a bummer to, to o- overdose on it. It's not good. So spend time with Yeshua in worship and prayer and in the word and be encouraged and lifted up. All right, have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.